and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jamie Baines. Today's guest is Charmaine Farouk, an author I follow on Instagram. In addition to being an author, she's also a wife, mother, artist, poet, and a teacher. Did I mention she's multilingual as well? Originally from Pakistan, she now lives in Germany by way of France and Canada. Take a listen to the interview and let me know what you think. Hey, Charmaine. Thanks for coming on the uh, podcast. I appreciate it. Can you introduce yourself for us? Hi, Jamie. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, doing this interview with you. Um, yes, uh, I am actually an author, a teacher, a poet, uh, a mom to a three-year-old, and uh, I'm actually from Canada. I've lived most of my life in Canada, where um, I worked as a high school English and history teacher. Uh, but I was uh, born in Pakistan, and I've lived uh, quite a few years um, in Germany, so that's where I am right now, and um, a year in England, so all over the wow. world, basically. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, now, are, why, are you a military brat, or do you, did you just move around a lot, or how, does it, how do you go from place to place? No. It's a it's a long story. So um, yeah, I mean, basically, for in South Asia, a lot of the times when you are able, you, uh, you do want a better life and education for your kids. You do try to get out, and uh, that's one of the reasons. Uh, but there were others as well, including that <clears throat> I've actually been a refugee as well, and an immigrant and a citizen. But it's uh, it's a Long story, perhaps for another day. <laughs> wow, that, I had no idea. That's amazing. Now, are you multilingual? I am, yes. I speak Urdu, um, English, obviously. Uh, I've been learning German, and uh, I think I can get by. Wow, how long have you lived in Germany and, for? Yeah. It's uh, already, it's almost nine years already, yes. Wow. Quite, quite a bit. No kidding. Yeah. Amazing. And... Uh, I've, uh, at home, we also learned Punjabi. Um, so, yeah, that's about like, I actually did learn French as well, but <laughs> forgot as soon as I got to Germany and uh, started getting mixed up. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what is? What would you say the hardest language is to learn, would you say? Um, well, for me, obviously, my first language is Urdu, so that's not hard for me. But for others, I do hear that the grammar is really hard for them. Uh, for myself, I think German grammar is really, really hard. Um, it's easier to pronounce, um, but French is the other way, so it's harder to pronounce it and speak it, but the grammar is comparatively easier. And how about how about and the reading whole masculine it? feminine <laughs> thing is is, is always uh, a pain. <laughs> Let's just say that people who are bilingual just amaze me, completely amaze me. Because I've spoken with some people who who can speak it and then but can't read it, or kind of vice versa. Are you do you are you mm -hmm. both? Is it harder to learn to read it than to speak it? It, it depends on the language. German is really. Uh, easy to read because you pronounce it you read it exactly the way the uh this like there's only one specific sound for each alphabet unlike for english which uh like for the wobbles the sounds change depending on each word um so in that case it's it's really easy that way but um in terms of speaking uh, it's, uh the language itself is really complicated so uh 
Yeah, it's 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 years of practice, I guess. I got and your native language you said is Urdu. <laughs> I know you you're winging it fine. I was like, is your native language is Urdu? Is that what you said? Yes, it is. And what is so? Where, where is that from? I'm not familiar with it. But again, I'm, I'm ignorant of a lot of yeah. stuff, and I want to learn. <laughs> there are a lot of languages in the world. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a uh, primarily speaking spoken in uh, Pakistan as well as in India. Um, I think those are the main uh, regions, but it's uh, it's kind of like a mixture of uh, Arabic. We've borrowed a lot of Arabic words as well as Persian words. Um, I think that's mainly what it's made up of. But um, I, you know, if I ask an Irani person, they can't understand me most of the time. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, um, that's where it's derived from, and. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of English words as well, though, because of the whole colonialism thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we have a lot of words that ha- that don't have an, an Urdu equivalent. We just use the English word. So uh, that makes it uh, kind of easy, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just amazed by it. Absolutely. Now, tell me, you said you know, you're an author and a poet and a teacher, right? Right. So what have you, uh, what have you written Author-wise, I want to get to some of your poetry here in a few minutes, but as far as you, how many books have you written and yeah. where are they available? Well, uh, for now, I've only uh, published one, which was last month, and that's actually like a more like a reference nonfiction book. Okay. Uh, specifically, specifically for people who like to write. Um, it is a creative writing prompt book, and it's got tips uh, and, uh, you know, how to get started. It helps you, helps you out with that some resources so it is called uh, how the hell do you fill that blank page um, and that's exactly what it tries to answer so a lot of people who like to write we um, inclu- including myself we often uh, get writer's blocks and um, yeah it's just uh, to help us our people uh, get into the f- back into the flow and gives tips how can you avoid that or get over that and also it gives you lots of different ideas to try out from different genres so um, story ideas that you can uh, for example story starters so it'll begin uh, with the f- first couple of uh, sentences and you have to continue on uh, with your imagination. So uh, it's just, yeah, just a push, just a motivation and a fun way to practice writing and to get back into it if uh, it's not working out for you for for some reason. Um, And in terms of poetry, um, I have been doing it um, for as long as I remember, but I've not yet published a book. Uh, I am working on one and I hope to... um, publish that hopefully by beginning of next year and it's basically basically a poetry collection as well as um it has my artwork as well so i've i'm also well self-taught artist you could say uh, i do paint a bit uh, and i'm still learning more so um yeah i've just wanted to share that as well i thought it would be uh, a beautiful combination of you know poetry and it's something beautiful to look at art all together um and it will be in color as well so um something different that i've never personally seen uh and that's why i wanted to uh do something different and yeah just share it in a beautiful way well what inspires you because i know you i've read your poetry on instagram and i'm a big fan of it 
Um, and so, but what what inspires you? You're welcome. You're welcome. What inspires you to do your poetry? Do you do you? How so, often do you write? And mm-hmm. you know, how does it come to you? Um, well, basically, um, for now, since my time is really limited, being a parent and so on, um, I do. Um, I'm trying to focus on some certain themes for my book at the time. Uh, so the my book will be titled "From Ashen to Ablaze." And it basically uh, explores um, different, uh, I think, experiences of people. So the ash, it will be in two parts. The ashen part will explore, uh, I guess, the human loss, the trauma, the suffering that we go through. Mm-hmm. And um, that's it basically acknowledges human suffering. And the second part is to ash, the ablaze part is to celebrate the human spirit, basically, or uh, potential for healing, for, uh, you know, getting over um, our traumas and strength and so on. So, uh, and and transformation, above all, from, from ashen to a blaze. And I think this, uh, for, so such themes, uh, they, I'm inspired by my own experience, for one. Um, and um, I see a lot of people um, nowadays, uh, they go through uh, issues with mental health, and you know, there's um, ignorance as well, and and so a stigma, and so I think my inspiration then comes from um, life, from my own experiences, and that of the other people that I uh, get to meet, say on Instagram or or in real life. Um, so for now, that would be it. But otherwise, it's yeah, it's just. I think emotion from emotion for if I see something that moves me, if I hear something um, and it used to be um, sadness used to be my inspiration as I was growing up when I, because that, I think that's the strongest sort of emotion we feel and it lingers, you know, in our mind, it's um, more than say joy even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but g- growing up and growing as a, as a writer, um, I think, is so I thought it's so important to balance that out <clears throat> and uh, to show the other side to uh, empower others with words and myself as well. So uh, I think that's why I chose that, um, and I'm dedicating it to myself and mostly Very all good. the women. Very good. I like it. I are... like it. Go <laughs> ahead. You. I'm sorry. I mean, interrupted. But that's awesome. I never would have thought. To dedicate a book to myself, but I think the fact that you're doing it is I, just yeah. Super. You know what? I I think I think uh, it is needed. Like uh, I was thinking about it, and it just occurred to me. You know, a lot of the poems that I've written, they're not just for other, but also for myself. Absolutely, they're a reminder Absolutely. for me to, uh, yeah, to to grow stronger, to keep going, and I really hope that this this will also um, speak to others and comfort them the way it, you know it, it does me when I write it. Sometimes, so that is the the goal. <laughs> Can you well? Can you share one of um, your works with us? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I'll share just a little bit from um, the book that I'm talking about, and uh, I'll share a part of the poem that is uh, from the ashen part. Okay. So uh, it's called "Ephemeral Rendition," um, and it goes like that: The glitch in my head, I sense its seedless wings stir intensely slow flustering the hasty makeshift confine this quiet before clamor disquieting the settling dread unsettling i pretend the red flags make believe i believe when it whispers its raspy raspy sorceries summoning me once again 
summoning once again for me to take its place. Its shallow grunts turning into screech, I block my ears not to hear. I hear as its sprouting wings rustle everything. I clasp my hands, kneeling, trying, trying, try not to feel. That's just uh, the beginning of the this one. That is really, I, uh, I love it. Like I said, I, I've seen you work on Instagram, and I, I invite you to put it on the website just because I like your work so much. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, it's always good when, when somebody, uh, when something speaks and resonates with others and, you know, you, you see that the message get, gets across. Um, so this one's a, a bit metaphorical, so you have to get into read the whole thing to know what's going on. <laughs> but um, just to give you an idea. Sure. And I'm ending the book with uh, one called Blaze, and I'll just read a few lines. So that's basically... Um, when the transformation has been complete, so, so to speak. Um, and this is called a blaze. She looked down at her feet, no more icy ash, only radiating heat. She had become her own warmth. Burnt wings turned gold once more, mirroring her heart. In no need of storms to soar, she had become her, her own wind. Unapologetically her, unashamedly flawed, Strutting around with imperfections, brandishing her claws. So that's the beginning of that one. <laughs> that's great. It is like you know. Again, it it really. I think it really moves. It moves me. It moves people. Um, and just I think sadness a lot of times molds us and changes us, but it doesn't have to defeat us. It can make us stronger. Um, mm -hmm, and that's probably part mm -hmm. of the transformation you're talking about as well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Uh, healing or or um, pain or, or joy or any of the emotion they're not linear you know it's always going up and down and uh, and I, I wanted to show from from the ashen part that it's also okay to to feel to be sad but um, you know it's important to keep going and strive again to to grow stronger um, so I think yeah that's uh, that's the theme here. So that's basically from my poetry. Um, and uh, yeah, let's see. It's um, I'm hoping that I can I can finish this off in the beginning of first half of the next year. Let's see how, <laughs> if that works out. That would be, so you want to release it the first half of next year. Is that right? And are you, you're going to include your artwork? Yes, I, I do want to. So uh, this would be the both parts will be part of one book, and um, it will have um, uh, artwork paintings that go with the themes or the with with individual poems. I might include one for each, or you know, like um, yeah, like twenty for forty or something like that. I have to figure out how many <laughs> I can make in in that amount of time, but. Um, yeah, so something that goes with the poems. They they will be uh, it will be related to each other. And I interrupted you. You said you do want to begin beginning of next year. You want to get it out, or when did you want to get it out? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully beginning of next year. So I'm thinking probably by March. Well, I think it's gonna be. I can't wait for it. I think it's gonna be wonderful. Will you come back and talk to us some more, especially about your history and about um, the places you've seen and the things you've done? Yeah. That would be uh, a lot of years to spend, but um, <laughs> maybe we'll I, break it up into a couple episodes. Maybe not just do your your entire life in one episode. 
Okay, so um, yeah, I'll try. Um, so, like I said, I was born in Pakistan and lived there quite a bit, few years. But uh, when I was, I did my kindergarten in Canada, and then we went back because my dad's family and uh, everybody we knew was back home, and so we went back. But uh, yeah, then uh, later on we went to England. I lived there for a year uh, when I was twelve, and I did not like it. Um, <laughs> at the time, no, why? As a kid, and the, it was uh, at the time as a kid. I know. I mean, I would probably have a different experience now, or not. But um, there was a uh, for me. You know, we would be. You know, I'd be home or at school, and there, at school there's a lot of bullying. So I did experience that as well. Why? And, why were you uh, bullied? And we're kind of going off oh. on a little tangent here. No, um, that, that's okay. That's um, one of the themes of our podcast as well, um, upcoming. Right, we're, we're kind of bullying. Right. So <clears throat> why uh, why were you bullied? That's a good question. I don't know. I think once it was because um, um, someone had, uh, one of the girls had had a conflict with my brother, who was four years older than me. He was We were in the same school. And so she started picking on me. Um, another time, I think, uh, another girl, I think because they could, you know, like I was this new kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I, w I wasn't very confident. I wasn't perfect at the language. Um, and so it's it's a big, pro at least at the time, it was a really big problem there. Um, and we were actually in East London, which is said to be... Uh, you know the the poorest area at the time uh the historically as well i am a history teacher and i've i've seen read british history um and um yeah most violent comparatively so um i don't know what other factors played in but um but for for, for looking at it from the perspective of the child that i was at the time um yeah it was just because I was the nice, polite kid, introverted, and uh, yeah, that was one of the things. And people, I think people, yeah, other kids, maybe they were themselves were bullied. Um, that's one of the things as a teacher I've learned um, and heard that a lot of the times the people who are bullied turn into bullies as well. So, um, what advice would you give to somebody else? Who's been bullied? What advice would you give them? What What did you learn um, from your experience of being bullied, and what would you tell somebody who's being bullied now, or a child who's being bullied now, since you're a teacher? Right. I th I think now looking at it from a, from a child's perspective as well as an adult and, and a teacher, uh, I think it's the most important uh, thing is to communicate. I remember. Um, I think I was still in England at the time when there was a huge uh, case. You know. Uh, in the news at the time where a kid had uh, around my age he'd committed suicide uh, hung himself because he was bullied and it was a, a normal occurrence to be honest at the time and how old was this child um, did you say i'm sorry when he did this how old was he he was he was around 11 12 no himself then he got he and killed he himself and he was that he was exactly. that young that young Exactly. He'd, he'd left a suicide note and uh, I, I believe he was um, from India, uh, a Sikh kid. Um, and that was in the news and everything at the time. I still remember it because I couldn't forget, you know, it was uh, had an impact on me. And um, yeah, so um, I, I think he left a note, but I think he 
obviously the 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 parents the whoever adults he was he was in contact with they weren't uh the didn't know the extent they didn't know it was that grave you know so i think the most important thing is is being able to and the hardest probably you know it's being able to communicate and confide in people uh you know your friends your parents above all if not your teachers you know and uh, then the parents everybody needs to take it seriously not take it lightly um that you know it's something that everybody goes through or you know it'll get better on its own or you know whatever it needs to be actually um taken seriously and um people need to do something about it That's so and obviously the educators need to need to spread awareness and um advocate in schools um you know tell kids about it and uh speak about it i think if it, the quieter you are and uh, uh it's just yeah it's it silences is it kills you inside then so and that's exactly that's what one of the things. Gloria Miles, who's also an author on Instagram, I think we both follow her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she did a podcast as mm-hmm. well, and she had brought right. up the, um, or she read that there's a, um, I guess, a comparison between a child who's drowning and mm-hmm. a child or people who want need help because a child drowns silently. They, it's not splashing around. It's not reaching out. Right. It's just, and so she related that to suicide, and I think it's, Exactly I, correct, and you're saying you said the exact same thing. Don't stay, don't stay right, silent. Right. So right, right. I think that is that's a really good analogy, actually. It's uh, and and I think um, yeah. I mean, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It, I totally agree with that. And I I think as a person, it it I think I remember that it has so much imp- impact because it changed me as a person, to be honest, um, because. Uh, before that, as a kid, I remember I was I was very spoiled. I, I'm the youngest of five siblings, mm-hmm. and uh, as as a baby of the family, I was spoiled. I used to be kind of aggressive in the sense that if somebody took my I don't know coloring book, I would you know go after them with with whatever came into my hand and that kind of thing. Um, I wouldn't like hit so much or, or hit hit. Well, I didn't hit, but I was just really like. You know, I would scream and throw tantrums and that kind of thing. And even as a child, I know that, you know, I was maybe four or five. And, and this kid, he, he was rude to me and I slapped him in front of his mom. Like I was, you know, I, because, um, yeah, I don't know if, if that wasn't the right way. I was a bit too aggressive. <laughs> but what happened was when I when I went through bullying, it, it flipped over, you know, my personality from aggressive to passive. And that's what. I was told by my therapist who I had a therapist when I was going through some mental health issues, I think about on and off 10, eight, 10 years ago, he told me that uh, rather than finding a balance, which was being um, assertive, which is communicating your needs and your feelings Mm -hmm. um, in a, in a uh, reasonable, you know, calm way, um, you can when you're aggressive and go through some sort of trauma you become the opposite which is passive which is also not good for you mm-hmm. or anything <laughs> so i think this this uh and since then i've been i'm still working on it you know it's been so long and i'm still working on being uh, assertive but it it really holds me back still you know um that that behavior that i've learned and you know wanting approval and people pleasing and and that kind of it just it stays with you and takes a long time so i think it um yeah it is really important that um 
parents speak to their kids about it regularly as well bring it up themselves not wait for the kid to to confess or or cry uh just you know in a friendly sort of way ask what's going on how are you know how's the relationship with the whole of the class what's the atmosphere like things like that just you know keep a check um yeah and when if they sense something odd then then communicate that well that's fantastic advice as we um as we wrap it up, I want to thank you for being on the podcast, but I want to invite you back as well, and thank you ta- so much. And talk to you was some a more. A lot of fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, thank you very much again, and um, I will talk to you soon. Yes, um, and good luck with uh, your you know podcasts. Uh, I've I've listened; they're really great and interesting. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for for doing this as well. Absolutely, and make sure you come back. I'll do that. Thanks. All right, Shereen. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it, guys. I appreciate Charmaine coming on the podcast and look forward to having her on again to get our views on many, many other topics. Until next time, look out for one another and ignore those who want to divide us. Thanks for listening.